You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Lisa Wysocki, and I'm in Ashland City, Tennessee. Only the big metropolises we're coming to you from today. <laughs> How about that? I am Jamie Jennings, and I am in Palatka, Florida. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Monday, February 5th, episode 3358, brought to you today by Worm Flooring. Good morning, horse people. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You are in for an amazing, amazing horsey horse. week. <laughs> Of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. All right, Lisa, thank you so much for being here and filling in while, you know, Glenn is out gallivanting around the world. He's currently on the Horse Radio Network cruise, and some of us have to stay home and try not to, uh, I mean, y'all know, I don't do boats. Me either. Really? I, well, I do little boats. I don't do big boats where I can't see land. I I don't do any boats, like, ever. But to me, getting on a boat is, you know, you know those stories of those people who are, like, marooned at sea yes. and have yes. to, like, stay on the lifeboat. And then they have to live and they, like, survive <laughs> 30 days at sea by drinking <laughs> urine and, you know, converting <laughs> salt water or something. Yes. You you know what's never going to happen to me? That. That. <laughs> there will never be a story of me being brought in uh to some by some rescue boat or like I survived time on a desert island and I'm a hero. I will never be that hero because I will never put myself I just I'm just not going to put myself in that situation. See, so I want to be able to get off the boat. I want to be able to like if I need to dive over and swim to land, I want to be able to do that. Yeah, but I don't even want to swim. I think you're brave for just wanting to swim out in the, you know. Right, right. Yeah. You know what? What else is never going to be said about me is I'm never going to get attacked by a shark. That still could happen to you. Not if if I'm cruising down the Mississippi River. Oh, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think. Yeah, there maybe. you go. That 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 might work. Yeah. So <laughs> so basically, everybody's on a boat, and we're hoping they all survive. And uh, Lisa <laughs> and I are here giving you the real story of what's going on in the world. Hey, Lisa, time for some daily winnies. All right. Well, Glenn's gone. So that means I get to do the birthday daily winnies. And this time, happy birthday to Paige Riordan. Happy birthday, Paige. Thank you for being an auditor. Remember, if you want to have your birthday discussed on horses in the morning, you just become an auditor and then just friend Glenn because that's how he sees it. He plugs in all the names. So that's how you do it. Um, All right. Your turn. So I have a, a really cool daily winnie. I'm so excited about this, Jamie. So um, Colby's Army has some 
friends and, and donors named Larry and Vicki Carter, and they just bought a brand new truck and they donated their old truck to us. So uh, her name is Bertha. And <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> yes, she is. She's a 2003 model. She's got 150,000 miles on her, but she's just great. And, you know, we've got another truck, but but there's so often that we need a second vehicle to go pick up donations or to go to the feed store, you know, go somewhere. Um, and it's just, just so I'm just so excited. I love Bertha. that. Is just wonderful. Congratulations yes. and thanks to your lovely donors who Larry who and Mickey your way. Larry yep. and Mickey, cheers to you. Yep. Well, before we get to our first guest, which I'm really excited about, um, I would like to hear from Worm Flooring. Lisa, will you do the honors? Yes, I absolutely will. So, does your trailer or barn bake under the summer heat? Are leaks turning your interior into a monsoon zone? Well, hold your horses or park your trailer. Say goodbye to scorching surfaces and leaky ceilings with seal and chill roof coatings. This revolutionary silicone-based coating creates a barrier against the heat and the wet. First, it seals your roof tighter than a drum, stopping leaks before they start. Second, it reflects back nearly 90% of those nasty UV rays, keeping your trailer or barn up to 60 degrees cooler on a blistering day. That's pretty major. Save on air conditioning costs, extend the life of your roof, say sayonara to soggy interiors, seal and chill works its magic on trailers, RVs, barns, buildings, you name it. So ditch the duct tape and the buckets, invest in long-lasting peace of mind with seal and chill. It's applied by pros for a flawless finish, and it's only $7.50 per square foot. That's a steal for cooler, drier, happier trailer or barn, which means happier horses and people. Head on over to Worm Flooring to find a dealer near you or give Worm Flooring Systems a call at 1-800-350-7564. Ask about Seal and Chill, the leak-stopping Sun deflecting roof coating that'll turn your summertime blues into cool, refreshing tunes. Awesome. Well, hey, so our first guest is a young lady who is near and dear to my heart because do you remember? Well, Farm Boy had a horse for about a year uh, in college and and he was going to train it and spend a lot of time and learn with it. And then we were going to find it its forever home. Well, Melissa is his forever home. Her and her mom came to visit. I remember that. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to get Melissa. Now, this is the thing about if you sell horses, most people don't want updates and they certainly don't want updates on the air of a podcast. So (laughs) I haven't (laughs) talked to her in a while. I just said, hey, book her and see if she'll come on and tell us about Donnelly. Um, So We'll learn together how it's going, and um, I'm sure it's going great, but we'll we'll see. All right, let's get Melissa on the line. Well, I would like to welcome Melissa to the show. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I was saying before, not many people want to hear updates on how a horse is doing that they sold, uh, much less on uh, live on the uh, the radio. So uh, <laughs> we're just going to go for it. So before we get to how he's doing now, why don't you tell everybody kind of how you acquired Donnelly for you and your mom, Denise, and you guys are all the way in New York City. And I got a, a, a phone call, I think, you know, well, why don't you tell the story? Sure, sure. Um, well, we're in, we are in New York. Uh, we're in Middletown, New York. We're about two hours north of the city, so we're not 
anywhere near the city, thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, we happened to, my mom saw some posts that you had been doing about Donnelly, and she kind of kept on pestering me to ask you about him. So I'm like, I'm like I don't know, he's a little too much, he's kind of green. And finally, I just, I just did. Um, you guys had posted that you dropped his price a little bit, so I'm like, all right, now we'll reach out. So then we contacted you and we scheduled a visit. Meanwhile, we had to fly out to see you. So we had to take a little bit to get our schedules together to, to meet you. Um, and we flew out. We tried him. We loved him and booked a shipper as soon as we could, <laughs> which <laughs> took a little while. Um, he wound up getting coming into our care around like June 12th is when we finally got him after seeing him. I think end of May is when we went and saw him. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been an interesting ride since he's been here. He has moments where he's an angel. Um, and then there's times that he kind of is a baby. I He is four. And it's been, it's been interesting. Um, yeah, it's I a think very, very different environment than what he came from. And then that's, I think one of the things we talked about through the journey was he was, he lived outside and he yeah. lived outside all the time. Even when I brought the other horses in, he lived out because he was a weaver and, you know, mm -hmm. at feeding time anyway, he would be a weaver. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I just said this horse lives outside, but of course, you know, in upstate New York, that's not always the way the horses have to live. So I know you did have some problems with him adjusting into that and I know you guys did everything you could. You took him in, he got him scoped, got him, you know, top to bottom. And he, he had a vet check here as well, a pretty thorough one and and yeah. passed that. And and you guys have done everything right. So you took him up there. You had these problems. I think it was what were the problem he was exploding at the canter. Yeah, anytime I would put leg pressure on into the canter transitions, he would start bucking. I don't remember. I think I showed, sent you one of the videos that he kind of just started exploding sideways. I'm like, okay, great. And we thought it was baby stuff because figure new environment. It's a very active show barn. So there's a lot of activity going on at all times. So there's a lot for him to get used to. Um, so we kind of thought like, oh, okay, he's just being silly. But then when we started seeing some different discomfort um, with tightening girths, irritability on the cross ties, which was so out of character for him. That's when we decided to do the scoping to see what was going on. Um, and I didn't tell you, but I also spoke to Leslie, the animal communicator with him to kind of just get an idea, like what's his problem. And she explained it, that he is like almost like an acid reflux in people, which was causing, which is the ulcers in him. So that's when we really decided to scope them. Um, and it wasn't anything horrible. We wound up finding that he had some bots, but nothing crazy, like maybe three or four, but enough to cause him discomfort in his stomach. Wow. Uh, so we did the round of Ulster Guard. Um, she had us obviously deworm him first and the Ulster Guard. And it was like night and day. Now he's not yeah. irritable. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you like said, took it wasn't all that time yeah. just to, to problem solve. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't have done that. So kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> well, because he was totally different from the horse we got in the beginning and the horse that we tried in Oklahoma. So it was like, there's something else going on. Like he just, mm -hmm. he didn't want to stand at the mounting block. 
which is very out of character as well. I'm like, okay, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. So this, so Donnelly had, I mean, he did something every day for the year he was here. And it was either me or, or Barrett who worked on him and spent time mm-hmm. with him. We trained him to come to the mounting block. We did all this stuff. And I think one of the, I, I think the, the reason that I wanted to have you on is because I think this is a great lesson for anybody who gets a horse is like, what you said to me, you you said when you talk, talk to your mom, y'all said this is not the horse that we tried at Jamie's house. And, you know, some people be like, oh, he was drugged. Like, you know, that didn't happen here. No, so so <laughs> what you did is you said there's got to be something going on that is making him not who the horse, not the horse that he was. And I think the lesson in there is like, Hey guys, changing a horse's living environment and lifestyle and all that can be problematic for you. And what you did, Melissa is your horse was telling you things and yeah. you actually listened, which is nice. Instead of like, huh? <laughs> yeah. like, and, and, and okay. Like, yeah, we did originally chalk it up to him being young and in a new environment completely out of what he was normal uh, or used to rather. Um, and we tried having him live outside, but he just was getting too beat up. We even tried switching him and having him being out um, at night and during the day, like, but come wintertime, I didn't really want like that option because it's, it's cold up here. Um, so they'll turn him out as much as possible. If it's raining, everybody else is inside. He goes outside. He could care less. He's in that running and he's like taking naps in there. <laughs> he could care less if he's outside by himself. He just wants to be outside. Um, yeah. The weaving has calmed down because we've been doing that, even like it's snowing. It's outside. He loves the snow. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. So he, he, he is the exception to the rule in your barn. It was like, if in doubt, turn him out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because it makes everybody's, and he's a mess. He's a piggy. Like, and he loves his water and it's literally all over the stall. It's his stall is disgusting. Um, so throw him outside. <laughs> I don't have to do it, but somebody else does. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> so uh, what what impressed me when you did come out to try him is, you know, we jumped him three or four times over some little stuff, but he was fairly green to it. And um, then you got on and rode him. And let me just tell y'all, Melissa is the bomb of a rider. Like this girl knows what she's doing. And then she's like, Hey mom, take off your jacket and throw it on top of the jump. We're going to jump it. And I was like, okay, he's never done that before. And it took him a minute. And you so calmly and patiently got this four year old baby racehorse up to a jump with a jacket, her mom's jacket, like draped over it and jumps it. And you were so patient in getting him to understand how the, the question that was being asked. And then he jumped it and we're all like, Whoa, that boy's got some pops. <laughs> yes. And he does. He, he definitely likes to jump. Um, anything that we put him towards and granted, we're just doing cross rail still right now. Um, he's like, yeah, okay. Game yeah. on. Let's go. Like, I love that. Work, loves full work. Oh, he's going to be, I kind of can't wait until he's further along. He's going to be an awesome gymnastics horse. I can't wait. I love gymnastics. Oh, that's exciting. 
I do too. I do too. It's one of my favorite things. And, and uh, it was so funny because here I am, a farm boy is learning, Barrett is learning what, you know, he's been riding him Western the whole year. And mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, we're going to make him an English horse real quick. Like I'm gonna hop on him. Let's put some jumps out and see what happens. And, and Donnelly just sees the like cross rail and like, Walks up to it, pops over it, trot canner, jumping, and he's jumping all of this. And Barrett's like, well, that's good. I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand how <laughs> good awesome. that is. I, I'm like, I promise you not every horse behaves like this. And since then, he's seen me do a couple others. And he's been like, Donnelly was pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. yeah, he's a special one. So how's it going now? He's okay. Um, we still have, like, we'll have three steps forward, four steps back. Um, we were doing really well. Essentially the video that we, we had cantered a line. It was just one of those. He was being so good. So we just continued going. Um, and then like the next ride, we reverted way back. Um, my mom had ridden him and she hadn't really done a lot of cantering with him yet because he's still, he was still kind of being a little silly. Um, but he, he, you know, he came back and he was doing well. But then she asked him to canter. He broke from the canter. She asked him again. And he wound up bucking. And she came off of him. Oh, I don't know no. if she wanted me to tell you guys that. But I'm telling it anyway. Full <laughs> disclosure. Um, <laughs> because then I feel like we went backwards from there. She got back on. She was fine. Made him canter again. But ever since then, she's been a little bit more hesitant to get on him when he's thinking about being stupid. Which totally understand. So I've been riding him a little bit more than she has. She's been doing a lot of the long lining with him, which helps me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of, each day we get on him, we kind of see what kind of horse we have and push as much as we can. Um, there's days that he is spooky at things. I'm not really understanding why, because we'll go around the same door 20 times. And then that one extra time, all of a sudden it's scary. And he bolts sideways. But then there's times that he's perfectly, he's perfectly fine. Do you I'm know not, what, what not sure what that's about, but what you're describing right now is the exact almost minute to minute journey that I am having with my four year old thoroughbred ace. Oh, it's, okay. uh, you're describing the horse that I ride too. It's like some days, yeah, and some days, yeah. no. And yeah. so I'm yeah. having, I have to kind of gauge that of like, okay, what horse am I going to have today, and how much am I going to be able to push him and move him forward. Yep. And, uh, then some days are like, you know what? I think we're going to go on a walk in the trail. The other day there was nobody at the barn. I was like, cool, perfect time. I can go ride. But of course the guys are working on fixing some of the stalls. So they're banging things. I'm like, guess what? I'm not doing, I'm not riding you, but I'm going to lunge you instead or long line you instead rather. And I put them in there. You would never know that there was anything else going on. They're grinding things. He's like, yeah, okay, I got this. No big deal. I'm like, who are you? I'm like, Cause uh, if I were so to ride you. you can you go know. back to the animal <laughs> communicator and, and sure. um, ask what what's going through his mind maybe on, on the good yeah, and the bad you know days? That's not a bad idea because um, I haven't spoken to her since after we had scoped him, to be honest. I never actually gave her a, um, a follow-up saying, oh, yeah, hey, <laughs> this was what the problem was. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't hurt to, to reach out. Maybe to there's some just weird little thing that, that could help. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, um, when I ride him, I've been riding him with earplugs and he loves them. He wow. like pu- just puts his head down. Like I had put them in, like he knows what they're for. I don't know if it's just too 
noisy in there for him. That's and it's, it's hard to run outside right now just because the ring is a mess. But like the indoor, if it's too much going on, the earplugs just regain his focus on me. I was like, oh, hey, cool. I got you. Don't worry. Like, okay, oh, sorry. that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like, like I, and what I chalk up to with Ace and again, you're describing almost like I, he, he's jumping in the arena over crossroads and I'm like, I'm going to take him out and jump him over the log. I was like, Chad, you stand right down there. I'm going <laughs> to jump this log and we're going to come to you and stop at you. And he's like, okay. So we jumped the log and Ace is like, I didn't know if you knew this, but I'm a bucking horse. And so <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> and I'm just like, he's never bucked ever, but it was like just that day. And what I'm trying to do is chalk it up to, to useful energy, you know, like mm-hmm. let's just, you know, let's yeah. get some more time and some more rides and just, but do everything as patiently as I can, because I do, I'm like, I am harnessing a baby dragon, which is what you're doing. And your baby dragon is even bigger than mine. Yeah, <laughs> <it is. laughs> well, Melissa, I'm I'm so, I, again. <laughs> I hope you have so much more success. And last time I talked to you, you, you were on a high and now it sounds like things have gone down a little bit. And hopefully next time we, t- that's, that's, I think the magic of horses, but you are doing everything you can to be a good steward of this horse. And, and, and I know it's, it's your mom and, and you are a team with him and I hope things come around for her as well. And you're doing and a good job. He's, he's been really good. Like I said, if, if there's, he feels a little out of place, he's like, mm, I'll just, I'll just long line you today. I'm like, that's fine. I'll get on him. It's no big deal. I, cause I don't mind. I can stick him very easily. <laughs> he's not, yeah. he's athletic, but he's not that athletic. <laughs> uh, like I said, Melissa is a heck of a rider. So if anybody can do it, you can. So anyway, thank you for coming on and sharing our journey. I, I, I will stop harassing you about him, but please feel free to reach out anytime you have any questions or comments and, and definitely, you know what? Maybe we can do another reading with Donnelly on the air. I'll, I I'll, think that would be great. Okay, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All definitely. right. Sounds awesome, Melissa. Thank you so much. And give your mom a squeeze and uh, stay warm, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of our ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. Okay, Lisa, I found this list and I found it on um, Horse and Hound, which, as we know, Horse and Hound is a great British equestrian publication. Yes, yes. Who Grant works for him and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but Horse and Hound is one of my favorite things to read. Uh, they do like a lot of funny lists and stuff. Um, yes. But they do it with a European flair. So this list is called Eight. Eight common mistakes around horse terms. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> um, eight common mistakes around horse terms. And I, I see so many of these on the daily uh, that I wanted to bring it up because sometimes it drives me crazy. Now, I don't know all of these because it's British. So the first one. We're going to have to bring in producer Jimmy. She's yes. got some French in her. She speaks a little French and it's girl power day. So Jimmy. Please come off mute. 
she's producing the show today. <laughs> yes. According to my last name, I'm very French. My last name is Le Gagneur. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> right? So I feel like she's one that we could help us with this. Um, so many of the arenas you know, out, outdoor arenas in Europe are called the menage. And that's what it looks like to me. But it, the number one thing on this list is that we're all pronouncing it wrong, even the British. And it, it the fr- word menage in French refers to a household. They're saying it's not menage à trois kind of related thought here. Now, Jimmy, would you please tell us? Which we hate to disappoint us. everybody if they're if that's where their mind <laughs> right, was going. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Will you please tell us how to pronounce it correctly? So I would say manège because of the way there's what, what's called an accent de grave over the E. So it's M-A-N-E, accent de grave, G-E. So I would say manège. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for coming Menage. to my TED Talk. A menage et is not quite as interesting as a menage et So isn't menage kind of short also for menagerie? Menagerie? Uh, like a, a collection of animals? It could be. And that would be you being very smart and me being not very smart with my friends. <laughs> Yes, but you spoke French, so you get a pass. There you go. <laughs> I hope I helped. You did. You did. Yes. We're probably going to bring you back in, so don't go far. Okay. <laughs> um, this is one thing that I see all the time, and it, for some reason, it's uh, me. Me too. Yes. One okay. of my pet peeves. When people write down the, my horse has, you know, this horse is for sale, and he's this, and he's this, and he has great confirmation. Yes. No. It's, it's not con. con- formation and you know i used to get that wrong jamie i did i'm admitting it but but in confirmation it's form form is in the middle of the word so it's the form of the horse there you go see look at this we've got the author and writer in here to help us with all of these things so what drives me crazy because confirmation is what happened when i was like 12 yes going to church and you had to go to the confirmation to make sure you were part of the church and all that. Like I remember yes. that from my youth and conformation is the way that the horse looks. Yes. And you can get confirmation of your horse's conformation. Okay. That's good. I, see, now you're just confusing me. I'm trying, Jamie. I'm trying. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, come back in because the next one is, here's another one that we've borrowed from our French cousins and have been audibly butchering it ever since. So, Jemmy, are you there? I'm here. Okay, how the heck do we say this next one? Okay, this has nothing to do with shaving brand, so it's not Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone with that. Yes. The E-T at the end is a long A, so it's gilet. Uh, gilet. Ooh. Gilet. Apparently, it's the type of uh, coat that people wear. Uh, and it's called a... They said if you can't pronounce gilet, you can call it the padded armless coat or waistcoat or body warmer. So yeah, this is that this like is a, easy. a vest? <laughs> Are we talking about a vest? I still don't know. I still don't know. Now, what's the next word, Jemmy? <laughs> Belvoir. <laughs> you really are putting me to the test. <laughs> so it's spelled B-E-L-V-O-I-R. And voir means to see. So, And bell means like pretty. So something pretty to look at? I don't know. But belvoir. 
Apparently, it's a hunting term, and most people pronounce it beaver. And if you're fox hunting, everybody will make fun of you <laughs> for pronouncing uh, it. Yeah. Now, the next one is a common one, a commonly misspelled in ads here in Oklahoma, and it's the word palomino. It's palomino. Yeah. yeah. How many times have I seen it? P A L I M I and it's P A L O Palo Mino. Okay. Apparently it's a it's a common mispronounced thing. And now you the, know what I see? I see Palomina a lot. Oh, like like it's a female. Yeah, like Palomina. I, I don't know why, but there you go. I'm guessing that's an Italian origin, which makes sense. Italians spell things very phonetically. The French uh, do not. <laughs> <laughs> uh the next one is again th this is something i think that confuses people all the time yeah. is it a dun or is it a buckskin and uh yes they look similar with their creamy golden body darker mane tail and legs but genetically they're different buckskin this is the part i didn't know buckskin occurs as the result of a cream dilution gene acting on a bay horse yep while duns come from a dun dilution gene. The easiest way to tell them apart is to look for the dorsal. Yes. Strike. Yes. You that have, line right down the horse's back. Yeah. If the horse is a dun, then it has the dorsal stripe. And if it is a buckskin, it does not have the dorsal. Yeah. So I have two buckskins at home between Duke and Maverick because neither one of them have a dorsal stripe. But they both have like black tipped ears and black legs. But they're... One is dark yellow and one is light yellow. And so buckskin is my absolute favorite color of horse. Oh, I love it too. If, if one of your buckskins is missing, just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, I had somebody come to the barn not too long ago. Actually, it was the, the gentleman who looks for horses for the um, ranch in Colorado that I have sent right. some horses to or Zeus is. And he came in the barn and he saw Duke and he was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Tell me about this one. I was like, you can't have that one. And he was like, oh, but this is the one I want. I was like, TJ, sorry. He's, tw he's, he's 29. He was like, never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Duke is now I, I, somewhere around 31 years old and he is just amazing. But yeah, I, I, he'd be the one I would steal if I could. Yeah. Um, Another one is Appaloosa. Appaloosa is a breed and not a color. It's a breed. Yeah. They, but how many how many Appaloosas have you seen that aren't Appaloosa? That they're just colored well, we, Appaloosa. Well, we have we have an Appaloosa who has no color, but but you know they also have they have the mottled, the speckled skin, and they have the white sclera around the eye, and they've got the striped hooves. So there's other other characteristics of an Appaloosa in addition to the color. Ooh, I know a characteristic of an Appaloosa. They have and terrible tails. That Well, many do, yes. I just... <laughs> and why manes. did, why did the tail, the hair gene get bred out? Mix them with some gypsies. So, so you know why that happened? So why? back back in the 1800s when the Nez Perce Indians had the Appaloosas, they bred them that way so the tails would not get hung up in the sagebrush. Lisa, you're making that up. I know no, you're an Appaloosa no. person. That is crazy. That's Are you true. Serious? That's true. So the Nez Perce Indians were the first Native American breed, tribe to uh, to actively breed for specific characteristics. So, no way. Yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, they did. 
Well, I think they should undo that because they ain't no sagebrush around anymore. Well, most most of that has been brought out, but yeah, <laughs> most of it. Gotcha. I yeah. mean, you are the Appaloosa expert, but I would like to to weigh in on the paint pinto debate. Yes, and that's that's not on the list, but it drives me crazy when people are like, "He's a paint." Like there was a horse that came to me, and he was a Frisian sport horse. Yeah, and they were like, "He's a Frisian paint." Or they called him, <laughs> he, was, he looked like a Frisian, but he was black and white, and they called him a paint. And I was like, no, no, he's a no, pinto. No. Exactly. A, if they're a registered paint, they're a, a paint is a breed, a pinto is a color. Yes, yes. I'm confusing myself talking. So, so a paint can be a pinto, but a pinto isn't necessarily a paint. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then don't even get me started on the Tobiano Overo. All of that, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, another one that happens, and this is common, uh, I think. Again, I'm glad that they have these problems in Europe because I thought all of these things were only Oklahoma. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when people say that the horse is for breeding is it by or out of you think of the words out of in the most literal sense that means that the baby yes. came out of that's how i remember it too um but they will say that the the mare is the by you know right they get it mixed up get it mixed up so the way to think of out of and by by is the stallion and think of like what he did was he Stop by and then bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. I never thought of it that way. Ever. <laughs> and, and the other one, I went to equine management school for all these tools and tricks. Okay? So, I mean, I paid for this education, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and he's like, bye. And she's like, I pushed you out of my vagina for this. Like, and that, all that. That's yeah. what I, that's how I remember what who buy and out of is. But it, like I said, so many people get it wrong on these like Oklahoma horse sale ads that I'm I'm feeling better that it's a problem in Europe as well. So Yeah. I have to say I think your equine management school was a lot more fun than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I it's questionable. <laughs> you know a lot more about Appaloosas than I do. So you well, dropped some good knowledge today. There you go. Well, hey, before we get out of here, we've got to thank Purina for being a sponsor. Why don't you tell us about them? I will. So your horse has unique feed needs and Purina has you covered from breeding and growing to senior horses, from performance horses to easy keepers and everything in between. Purina has an extensive portfolio of research backed options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. Put Purina's research to the test. Find optimal nutrition at any level at your local Purina retailer or visit PurinaMills.com to learn more. Well, I, I know that this is a shorter show than normal. Uh, we are, you know, honestly, we're lucky to be here at this point. We are. We, <laughs> we are. had a lot of a lot of things happen before the show, um, and then, of course, usually at this point, this is where we would do equestrian first world problems. But I was on an airplane yesterday, flying here to Florida, and uh, Lisa, check this out. I had to get up at two in the morning, no. which is one o'clock Florida time. Well, I don't even think I would go to bed. I mean, how do you even do that? It I, was, 
it was tough. And, yeah. and, and so, but I got here and I made it and then lots of drama and everything. And like I said, short show, but I've got to get back to the hospital to take care of my mama. Um, but yeah. I really appreciate everybody listening. I'm uh, sorry if it was a little scattered. We did the best we could. <laughs> and Lisa, thank you for putting up with my 900 phone calls this morning going, I don't know. I'm trying to get, I'm, trying, I'm setting up this computer. Oh, <laughs> the mess. And we're glad Jemmy's here too. We're very glad to have Jemmy producing. That was her, your cue, Aww. Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry, I have two places to come off on me. It just takes me a second. Takes a second. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, just I'm just going to take a second to say it was awesome being able to see some of the wonderful auditors and listeners at the HRN Horse Lovers Cruise pre-party pizza party at the hotel for the cruise that they're on. I, I got invited to the party, not the cruise, but that's okay. That's okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was invited, but you're going to thank us when you're not in the news about being rescued on a lifeboat after exactly. being at the sea for six months. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Jimmy, Lisa, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I love you. Mean it. And everybody else have a wonderful, wonderful day and spay, neuter and geld. 